Hello and welcome to your 48 Shades of Football podcast. Um, another hour and a bit of uh, K-League nonsense for you to listen to. You think we'll get to an hour this week? There's not been much happening, has there? Well, it's a bit sketchy in terms of content, but given that we've filled an hour and a half with no content prior to <laughs> recording this, I think we'll probably fill another three hours. Um, it's going to take at least 20 minutes for you guys to explain what that song was all about, because I'm still confused. Mark, enlighten me. Uh, that was the Tidus, the Tidus High by Atomic Kitten, which was number one in the UK the last time that uh, Jeju managed to beat Seoul in the, in the league. Of course, at that point in time, I think they were called Buchon, and I think Seoul were called Danyang. So you might have some uh, angry, angry letter writers this week complaining about the fact that we're appropriating... Exactly. We all, have one or two, yeah. all the Butchon fans and all the Anyang fans that listen to the podcast will be switching off right now. So that'll be exactly no people that have <laughs> yes. switched, switched off right now. Although maybe be all the members of Atomic Kitten have changed since then anyway as well. So well, it might be only the members of Atomic Kitten that are listening in. <laughs> that, that's an unfamiliar voice we had there. Have we got some? Oh, that's someone Mark's extra? voice. Mark's <laughs> just pretending to be English this week. <laughs> Paul, you brought a friend again, as you always do, and this time it's not female, so what went wrong? Wasn't getting anywhere with the female, so I've decided to give the, give the other side a go. Alright, you're broadening out your horizons? Yeah, yeah. So. Of course, the voice will be familiar to everyone that listens every week, right? Yeah, well, those of us that were listening back in the good old days, that reminiscing about the likes of when Joe Mangle makes a return visit to Neighbours or such and such. Yeah, this is just a special edition for one week only, um back visiting career. Although we are on the lookout for a, a new presenter with uh, potentially one of us leaving soon, so if you were looking for a job in Korea, we... What's the salary like? Um, it's not the, great, it's not the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're lucky, I'd lost tacos. <laughs> but you get to go on trips to Jeju and then not maybe talk about it. <laughs> so... Cutting out, cutting out all the stuff that we can't put on the podcast, um, do you want to tell us all about the Jeju trip? So that was all the stuff that we can't we can <laughs> yes, actually that was broadcast. Pretty much it, yeah. <laughs> pretty much it. Uh, I wasn't even there and I, I feel dirtied by the whole affair. I've only heard the stories. We'll make an epic film one day. It will do. Sort of like the Hangover series or... It'll be like a kind of carry on or on the buses type thing won't I, was, it? I was thinking more like three men and a little lady <laughs> <laughs> but I think that was just the pension room afterwards yeah. the was, was Paul the little lady in this? <laughs> awesome. the, event, the event name on, on Facebook was carry on supporting so and it, it pretty much lived up to that I think um, I, I think on the buses would just be Martin's 15 hour trip to get there and then yeah. fall asleep promptly <laughs> as, as soon as the game started which is what you should do at every FC Seoul game. If you fall asleep just after the kickoff, that's probably the best thing to do at an FC Seoul match, isn't it? I don't know. There's some pretty funny moments in that game, but I guess we'll get onto that in a minute. We've got yeah, a lot to talk we'll about before that. We have got a lot to talk about, haven't we? Um, no, not really, Paul. We don't. It's uh, it's a bit of a sketchy week, isn't it? We've got national team. We've got review of some of the matches that happened at the weekend and last midweek. We'll do a preview of the challenge very quick and. What else are we going to talk about? I guess, Mark, you can go on a 20-minute rant about referees again. I know you've, been, you've got a lot that, to say. I think it'll be 25 minutes because something else happened this weekend. Yeah, so I, think, I think, I think that's a podcast all on its own, to be perfectly honest, but hopefully we'll have time for it tonight. Uh, but Every I mean, week do you keep polishing your rant? <laughs> <laughs> I 
think it was posh. Is that a euphemism for something? <laughs> what are yeah. you doing in Jeju again? I wasn't. I don't think I was quite capable of posh in my right in Jeju. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about uh, referees, or, or as I call it, cheating John Book. Um, but, because, yeah, you don't get bastard. <laughs> Alright, where should we start then? What's first up on the agenda? Um, should we go back in time to last midweek and quickly do the challenge? Yeah, that's a good place to start. Alright, let's talk challenge quickly then. Uh, I went up to Goyang to see Soliland lose again. It was bloody awful, the usual story, we go 1-0 up um, and then stop playing, uh, lose two goals and generally look like a team that's probably going to finish bottom half of the challenge. But still third. But still third, but not for long. And someone complimented on your supporting behaviour, right? Yes, and others didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I believe the person who commented it was not actually at the game. Well, no, I think the assistant manager was at the game. I wish, he, well, maybe he wishes he hadn't been, but I think he was. Um, elsewhere, uh, just a load of rubbish. Kang won two, Ansan Police nil, Chungju two, Anyang two. I think Austin Berry scored. He did. He did, yeah. He did. Good friend of the podcast. He's now uh, erstwhile striker, Austin Berry. First celebrity, first celebrity guest to be. That's easy for you to say. Uh, Kyungnam managed to beat Sangju and give everybody a wee shot at actually catching them. Uh, Buchon lost to Daegu, and that was it. Yeah, that's a bit of a sore one for Buchon, yeah? Losing at home to Daegu after Yeah, although Daegu are, Daegu are on form. Yeah, but they've been playing pretty well, Buchon, recently. So that's kind of like a bit of a, a, bit of a spanner in their works. Yeah, I mean, losing to Daegu is no shame. Losing to Goyang. Let's move on. Do we want to talk about the weekend's challenge games or did anything else happen last week? Uh, there wasn't wasn't the uh, Champions League Champions last week. League, yes. Chonbuk Chonbuk are going to win the Champions League, right? So they probably won 6-0. Uh, yeah, it was an enthralling uh, incredible one-sided nothing each. Uh, I mean, I guess nothing each is probably... Did you actually watch the game? Because I didn't. <laughs> I, I, I watched parts of it in between having to be at a, a company. Well, no, I was, it wasn't a company dinner. Having to be out at, in the 81. Um, trying to fend off uh, some ex-co-workers in a different way. I, I was fended off someone on Saturday, but anyway, um, no, it was a, it was a good, it was. I mean, it's a good, it's a good result not to lose an away goal, particularly after Gamba has scored goals against like so easily against Seoul. Do you think it is a good result though? Because they're going to have to go to Japan. Not losing away goal, though, is, yeah. what I say, is, is what I mean. I mean, at least they can go to Gamba and just draw one each or draw another yeah. each to get yeah. the penalty. Yeah, nil-nil yeah? nil, nil isn't too bad, I think, in a. Champions League game where you do you think they're going to go to Gamba and do it though I mean I, I don't think so no I mean after watching Gamba well, when's the return leg uh, must be next week I think It'll be after the international break won't it? yeah I think it's yeah. next week the week after um, I mean Gamba had a strong team at home they beat Seoul beat Songnam uh, I think they did pretty well in the group stage at home as well so I think it'll be I think it'll be a tough game but I think before the match I, I would have imagined Gamba scoring so I think the fact that they kept it down to a goal, you know, like nothing was yeah. very good. The one thing I did notice, though, I think I think Paul said last week that Guangzhou are not the team they used to be. They're yeah. struggling really badly. They're probably not going to do very well. And then they absolutely humped Kashiwa, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, they were like something. I can't remember the scope. They were like three and a half at half time or something, or three and a, or three and a half at one point. Yeah, I mean, they completely, completely humped them. Um, Got to imagine that 
We are now favourites to get to the final. I, I, stand by, I stand by my comment. I still, they're, they're not are not the team they were, just because she were a hell of a lot worse. So the, the 9.9 million on Paulinho was money well spent then? Yeah. I mean, his free well, kick goal was pretty amazing. It's like the Ross McCormack of the, uh, yes. <laughs> the Chinese league. <laughs> well, I mean, Paulinho's free kick, yeah, was amazing. It was like, like 35, 40 yards out. Smacked it. I mean, Did keeper could have done better, I think, but... But uh, I mean, so you, you've got your fancy Guangzhou. Uh, you get the final, probably yeah. lose it against some Saudi Arabian or Qatari team. But Al Hilal. Yep. Uh, I don't know what the Spurs fans will think of Polino scoring a goal like that. I don't think he scored any like that in the EPL. But but I guess they have Son Young Min to look forward well, to. I was going to say, I guess Spurs have got a pretty proud history of <laughs> bringing in overpriced foreigners that turn out to be garbage and then having to sell them for half what they paid for them twelve so, yeah. months later. Like the legend, the Korean, the Korean Pele is on his way to Spurs. So what was it? Twenty-two million was it? Twenty. Um, Twenty-two million pounds, thirty million euros. Twenty-two, twenty-two point nine, whatever it was. Million Absolutely pounds. incredible. I guess we should talk while we're on. What do you think? Good value for money? Shocking. Awful. Uh, they could. I mean, I think if they paid twenty-two million one, it'd have been overpriced. <laughs> uh, I think twenty million no, pounds. We, we've never been a big fan of him, have we? Within the national team, that's up at least. I mean, I don't really know what he's done. I don't really know he's been absolutely fantastic in Germany either, to be honest. Well, I think he's done. He's done a lot better in the Bundesliga than he has done for Korea. Yeah, but um, but even then, you kind of think. I, I was thinking. I don't think he's. I don't, think he's, I don't think he's as good a player as Kagawa was. Yeah. Who went for less and flopped in the the EPL. So I'm not convinced that paying he, 30 million euros for Son is going to really be. He seems good to score. Like, I, I, I don't watch the Bundesliga very much, but he sort of because he's a, when he scores, it's always on the news. He seems to score like two goals one week and then do nothing for a month, and he scores yeah. another two goals and yeah. do nothing for a month. Mm. So I think he's picked the right team in Tottenham at least because I mean their their wingers were terrible last year. Lamella and well Chadley seems to score goals, but I don't know really what he does. So like there's been a lot of players. Going to teams like Chelsea and not getting a game, he should he should at least get plenty of chances to. If we find in six months that Andros Townsend, Townsend is playing instead of him, then we'll pretty much know that he's he's as bad as yeah. bad as you've been saying. I just I just can't see him. I just can't see him scoring a lot of goals in the EPL. I, I mean, I, 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 just, I, mean, I don't I, think he's terrible, but I don't. I, it, it doesn't to me seem like an EPL player. Either. I think he's probably too lightweight. Yeah, I mean, to me, he's 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 the Korean Eden Magidi. For some tumbleweed music in the background there, but and the I'm Magidi just trying to think how much Aidan McGeady went to <laughs> went to in Moscow. He went to oh, for yeah. some ridiculous fee. That's about he nine went, million. He went to Moscow for nine and a half million, and then he moved to Everton for something, uh, maybe like ten million or something or eight million. Yeah. Um, but the Everton fans hate him because that he he's too lightweight. He, they, he's, he's full of tricks, but he doesn't deliver, you know, like enough crosses. He doesn't. Deliver enough assists. He doesn't deliver enough goals. So he sounds exactly like Son, apart from the full of tricks. But <laughs> yeah, that's why I just don't. I just don't see Son creating goals. I don't see Son scoring goals for Spurs. I really don't see him doing it in the EPL. So what? What for all the Tottenham fans who are listening in for the first time, wondering what they're going to get from Son? What's his main attributes? Is it work rate? Is it his passing? Main I mean, his, what's his? What's his, his main attribute is the fact that he banged one of girls there. <laughs> That's it, do you know what I mean? Well, so I don't we, think he even did. We don't know that he banged her. I think he held her hand twice dated. in Starbucks. 
But um, it's probably his main attribute is... If he didn't, I'd knock another five million off his transfer fee. <laughs> I'd, I'd, Cause obviously I'd knock her one. <laughs> <laughs> I'd knock one up her, but... <laughs> I mean, I think that his main attribute is he does... Right, he, he does get chances that he does get in, in, the right, in the right place at the right time. He doesn't take them very often. He needs about four or five chances to score, but he does get in the right place at the right time. Yeah. And I, I guess he's not, he's not a dreadful player, but no, I mean, I guess a million have, euros yeah. is a lot of money for someone who's not really proven himself at. So would you play? Really him, level would you play him on the wing? From what you're saying, or would you play him behind the striker? If you're saying he's good at making behind the striker, probably. I think I'd play him behind the striker and hope he can get on a rebound. So Harry Kane will flick it down and yeah. he'll be there and to... And they can pop it in from like two yards. I think most of Son's goals are kind of... The ones I saw for the national team, he scored maybe three goals in the Asian Cup. Uh, one was like a header from two yards, one was like a rebound he turned in and one was that great uh, cross from Chaddery. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he has, his goals are kind of score from... But to be fair, I don't think he, fits, he doesn't yards. fit in with the rest of the Korean... Like system, does he? Well, I, I was just going to say, I think the one thing Spurs fans will probably realise quickly is he's not really anything, and that's the problem that Korea have had with him as well. Yeah. He's not a striker, he's exactly. not a winger, he's not really a number 10. Yeah. But you look at him and you go, he's, he's probably Korea's best player, but they've got no idea where to use him yeah. and, and how to use him. And Spurs might find the same thing, it's like he's a good player, but where do we actually play him in the system? I mean, I think he's, a lot of it... can't play him up front because he's not going to score yeah. often enough. But still, probably like he would be better than Paulinho or Soldado, right? I don't know. No? I mean, I, I think a lot of it I comes from know. the fact that Kisan Young has been a big success at Swansea. Obviously, Park Ji-sung was huge at Man U. I mean, Eton Young did well at Bolton. So, so basically, his first... But they were played. But they were played in their preferred positions and they were, and they were signed for that position. I guess it's hard to judge people in the performance in Brazil as well, but the World Cup, he was... Yeah. He was Korea's best player, but he wasn't particularly yeah. so, impressive. So his first target's got to be to beat Pak Jong's seven minutes of Premier League football at Arsenal, then? Once, uh, once yeah. he's played more than seven minutes, that'll be Spurs getting one up on Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. They'll be happy, right? I mean, a, a sports fan did ask me, like, who was this guy's son that we're buying? And I was like, you remember Pak Jong? <laughs> <laughs> Almost different. Plus, I think it's quite strange, because did, did Son has never... Like, he wasn't taken to the, the Olympics... Um, he wasn't no, he, re- he refused to go. He turned down the chance yeah, to go to the Olympics, and he was banned from going to the Asian Games because Leverkusen said no. Yeah. So Sports have just signed, have just paid thirty million euros for a guy who does still have to. He still, still has, has, to do has his military service. service now. If you ask, I, I kind of looked at what the Spurs fans were saying. They're all convinced he'll get an exemption but based I on the fact he plays for Spurs. Based on the fact that yeah, he's a famous Korean guy and he plays for Spurs and he's an EPL, so they'll find some way to do it. But I wouldn't be convinced if I was them that he'll get an exemption. Cause the, he can uh, get an exemption by staying out of the country until he's over age, right? Somehow. And then he can't come back. Then he can't come back, yeah. Or by winning the next World Cup. <laughs> oh, I mean, his next... Well, no, because the he's got to do it before 2018. He's got to start his service before 2018 or something. Yeah, I think the so next thing he can do... The only thing he can Asian actually games. do is he can win, they can win the Asian Games. In 2018. Assuming he gets selected, because it's another under-23 tournament... Or they can get a medal at the next Olympics. The next Olympics. Real. That's only two again assuming do, yeah. that he gets selected. Yeah, that's only that, two things he can do, and that he's actually allowed to go. But that's the thing. I mean, because like, I know that he was he was selected or he potentially selected for the Asian Games, but the Everkusen said no. And I, at the time, I was stunned because I thought, well, 
Cruy had a pretty good chance of winning that, do you know what I mean? And surely that would add money on his, you know, that would add value on, on his sale. But I guess they still managed to convince some stupid English team to pay 22 million anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but there is no way he'll get an exemption. I, d- I don't know if it was his club or him though, because I know his, his, the deal at the Olympics was, I think he basically felt, I'd rather be here doing pre-season with my team and trying to get into the side. It seems to me like... than going to the Olympics. Yeah, at the Asian Games it was because it was definitely uh, Leverkusen because it, that was played in January. So they pulled him off of it saying that he was too valuable in the team because they were pushing for promotion uh, for uh, Europe and for yeah. that stuff. Have these rules about national service being tested with a kind of £20 million striker or midfielder earning well, no. earning 100 grand a week that kind of because you kind of think when there's those kind of sums involved the club will find someone in a kind of way of paying off or, or doing some kind of backroom deal to but the 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 ceo's the, the ceo of samsung's son still has to do military service he might do it in the police where he's away f- from the front line and he gets yeah. absolutely nothing but he he, he still does it yeah. so basically the only way to get out of it is like put on 100 kilos turn up to the medical Trailer, like yeah. a massive lump, <laughs> and even and then, then you, you still have to end up. There's still some way of you still have to like report once every six yeah. months. And I mean, there's, there's been people who've tried to get out of it, like TV stars, getting tattoos, stars getting all their teeth yeah. out. Basically, they've they've ripped the the rewards for that. Of, yeah, uh, I just kind of feel with someone who's such a kind of pin up in career and such a star that they'll find a way to. But the, I mean, the only guy who actually seemed to find a legal way out of it was Park Joo Young. Who, because he signed for Monaco, and it was because he had like a ten-year visa for France, mm-hmm. he actually managed to find a legal loophole that he said he could come back and do his military service after he was thirty. Yeah, and he realised they have to do it before they're thirty. But yeah. he managed to find a way to say, because I've been living overseas for so long, I could come I back could and see do it after I'm thirty. And even then, he got an exemption anyway because, because of the Olympics. the Olympics. And most of the, I mean, most of the big names got an exemption from the 2002 World Cup, and then most of the guys who were coming up, got an exemption from the Olympics. Yeah. So there's only really, there's only like a handful of, of guys. And it, even then they substitute their like six weeks basic training, right? Like, yeah, like Jong's doing yeah. at the minute. Was he, was, he, was, he, was he there at the weekend for the no. game? So he's presumably still there. I could possibly sense we might have some new listeners as well from Tottenham's lawyers as they'll be listening into some of these things, but the, they would possibly slap a, so hey, this hey. is five million, six million pounds worth of play you're taking away yeah. from us for two years. Like, can we have compensation? I think if Tottenham lawyers want to give us five or six million quid's worth of retainer, we'll probably give them as much advice as we can throw their way. <laughs> we'll, we'll put a five-page five PowerPoint together. That's easy for you to say as well, isn't it, Paul? How many stairs have you had, Paul? <laughs> this is Paul after two Shut years. up, wife. <laughs> Stan Collymore. Some of the wife's lawyers are probably listening now as well. Just because I was violent in a pink T-shirt doesn't mean that you can do the same thing, Paul, yeah? <laughs> Should we get back to talking about football before we get any more lawyers involved? Uh, I just want to say, so. while, while we're on the transfer market, obviously it's transfer deadline data today in the UK. Do you not think we should live blog? I heard Kang Suyo was signing for Celtic. <laughs> Maybe. <it. laughs> <What>? <laughs> okay, you can leave now. <laughs> Surely you'd be better off in Mexico. <laughs> but do you not? Think, do you think? Do you not think we should live blog through until the the deadline closes, just in case there are any more? Korean stars heading over to the EPL? No. Is it close at 6 o'clock? Yeah. So that'd be 2 a.m. here? Midnight, I think. Yeah, it's but not, then you'd have to stay up to midnight, midnight just in case Celtic sign up. Yeah, because we are. It usually goes midnight. midnight. Not, not no, today. It's 6 in England, midnight in Scotland. It's midnight. I said stay until midnight. Yeah, so yeah. 8 a.m. 8 a.m. 
Just in case Celtic try and get Chaddy Ree back. <laughs> a last minute move. I wish they would. The part of their, uh, they were supposed to be back in for Kimbo Kiln, but obviously he went to the to J4. I guess that shows you how much people think about Celtic. Would rather go to J3 or J4 than go to Celtic? Can't really blame them. Can't blame them either. Anyway, let's let's uh, knock off the challenge for the weekend. Can you flick that back on, Mark, so I can see it? That's what she just, said. Just before you, just before we do that, um, the second round of the ACL quarterfinals is next fifteenth and sixteenth of September. So two weeks time. Two weeks. Two weeks today. Yeah. I guess we'll have something to say about that the day before it happens. Well, thank you for asking me to live blog, blog the, <laughs> the transfer deadlines. I've just realised that Virgil Van Dijk has signed for eleven point five million to Southampton. There you go. You're welcome. Has, has Ross, Ross McCormack gone anywhere yet? Uh, no, he's got no virtues. Be funny if he signed for twelve million though. Right. So back to the back to the challenge again. Right. Let's quickly look at the the weekend challenge matches then, because I don't think there's a hell of a lot to talk about. So Leland didn't win again. Surprise, surprise. The only thing, the only highlight of the whole round of fixtures, Ryan Johnson scored a goal. He did, yes. 27 matches into the season, he scored his first goal for the club. Was it a good goal? It was alright, actually. It was pretty much set up, set up I think, by Drew Minkew, not touching the ball. It was a little bit of a fake, and then Ryan Johnson just went, oh shit, and kicked it, and it went in the back of the net. And you, and you weren't there to celebrate. And I wasn't there to celebrate it. And Jim and Cube was the one who scored the And then Jim and Cube scored the equaliser. It was late goals, actually. Johnson scored 85. Um, Ansan scored a penalty, 90 plus 3. And then Jim and Cube scored the equaliser, 90 plus 4. So, a lot of uh, late action, but I didn't see any of it. Just saw the highlights. It's a bit like Jeju. Though well, apparently Paul saw quite a lot of it. I don't know if he saw it or if he heard it. Well, he's got it on his phone with the infrared camera, so... Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not quite crystal clear of what happened yet. <laughs> so, so do, you mean, do you mean Q carrying on your kind of attempts to get him into the national team? Yeah, there's no way he's goal. getting near the national team now. He's been awful for about two months. He'll end no. have been awful since Brian Irvin left. Get Brian Irvin back. Yeah, that's it'll, true, yeah. It'll all be fine. And why did he leave? Because you pissed him in the embassy. <laughs> it's because I kept texting him, going, Brian, when are you coming out for a beer, Brian? Brian, when are you coming out for a beer, Brian? <laughs> so he'll be back in a month's time when you, when you start pissing in Scotland. Why you start pestering Ryan Johnston, then? I think I have been at most of the games. Johnson! 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 Anyway, what else happened? Kyungnam, two wins in a row, they beat Chungju 1-0. Suwon drew 0-0 with Goyang. Sangju beat Daegu, which was the big one. That was a yeah, the six pointer, as much as it could be in that league. So the, the gap was reinstated, right? So, so the gap was reinstated. Yep. Uh, and then Anyang on Monday night drew nil nil with Buchon. Anyang missed a penalty. Should have let Big Berry take it. He'd have fired it in, but they didn't. So Anyang missed a penalty, and that ended up nil nil. Um, so they tucked it away. Chucked it away. <laughs> Chuck Berry. <laughs> didn't even want to give you that one. <laughs> So Sangju are six points clear at the top of the table. Daegu on 45 points, six points behind them. Then it's four points to Eland and Suwon are level. Uh, three points behind them are Buchon and Goyang a couple of points behind them. Still convinced Eland are going to finish sixth at the end I of mean, the season. I with mean, with the goal difference, it is like an extra point over... over um, it is like an extra point right now, but Suwon, if we yeah. keep losing games... 
by the mm. time it comes to the end of the season, it won't be. And does the challenge split in half like the classic? No, yeah. no. So, no. So it's the the 40 winner. Games? Forty games. The winner goes straight up, and then fourth place third in a playoff, and third place second, and then whoever wins that one plays the second bottom of the classic in a two-legger. They brought in the Scottish system. Then, they brought in. Well, I think Elan have brought in the Scottish system in the last eight weeks of basically being pish. <laughs> Brought in the St Mirren system. Yeah. <laughs> Friend of the podcast, Rothsey saying, won't be happy to hear you say that. No. Maybe they brought in the Inverness Cali system. They've been pretty pish recently as well. It's because they sold their only striker to Aberdeen. Well, Is he doing well there? Shinny's a left back. You do realise that, don't you? <laughs> You're dedicated to Inverness Cali. He was the one scoring all the goals last year. Yeah, but when you're left back scoring all your goals, that's probably the first sign of a problem. Then when you let him go on a free transfer to Aberdeen, that's the second problem. But no, he's been he's been excellent. Looking by some of the transfers that we've been watching going through in the window, if Michael Hector's worth four and a half million, Shinny I think will be a bit. Well, he's better than Son, so it's probably a forty million euro. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. To uh, <coughs> to Spurs next season. Or failing that, two hundred fifty thousand to Celtic. <laughs> well, I think it's also so Celtic can then complain they don't have any competition in the SPL. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's ridiculous, isn't it? That's ridiculous. Kyungnam finally. I think we've covered the entire world football scene so far, <laughs> apart from Korea, which we haven't really talked about yet. What say, are we about now? We're in. I was going to say Kyungnam finally off the bottom of the table. After. Yes. Yep. Well, two wins. Two wins in a row, beating Chunju in the last one. From what I hear, the new Tunisian guy that they've signed has been pretty good. Um, and they're, they're potentially playing two up front with him and Milos, which seems to have made a bit of difference. But is Kyungnam one of the grounds you've been to, or is one of the ones? No, I've been. To, I was. I went to Goji, so I still. I'm going to go on the 14th, I think, to Kyungnam versus Elan. If I can be bothered, that'll probably be my last Elan game of the season as well. It's still a very even league, though, isn't it? It could do with a season ticket. Probably take it to uh, Kyungnam and throw it at someone. <laughs> <laughs> Remy? <laughs> you can do like one or of those. Or I might take it back to Brian Orvin and give it to him and say, go back to Seoul. Back. <laughs> <laughs> you could do one of those pointless protests like on the last day of the season where people are ripping up the season tickets and throwing yeah. them. Yeah, I don't think I could rip up the little card, though. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be like one of those guys that tries to tear up the phone book and can't do it. <laughs> Yeah, you just like, have to bend it about 54 times. I take my scissors just, out. Yeah. Oh, I might just put it on eBay. It's probably worth something. You should get one of those massive ceremonial scissors that cut through it like that. Is, uh, what's his name still going to Elan Games? One Direction. Yes. <laughs> he's not missing well, you. He's going to some of the games, yeah. Who's this other I guy? Thought you were, I thought you were going to say like Tarabai or Jumin Q or something. <laughs> <laughs> still going, is he going to bother turning up anymore? And who's this other guy that's that's popped up on the forums talking about Eland? Don't know. There's always a smattering of foreigners at every, every Eland game. Yeah, there's a few on their Facebook photo spread. 327 photographs of a two-each draw. <laughs> what I've done if it's one 2 one do you know what I mean? 797, 797 yeah. photographs. They seem to give a lot of pep to the old YouTube highlights. Like, everyone else can't really be bothered. They have three cameras at pretty much the exact same angle, and they always show every highlight, like, three times, just from yeah. slightly different angles. They're, they're, they're trying. 
They're trying. They're very trying. They do the match day diaries and things, which are I never bother watching. But somebody mentioned that the the, the pre-match team talk at Goyang was Martin Rennie telling them how good they looked in their new uniforms. <laughs> was that? I mean, was that what Kevin said, or was that what Martin Rennie said? Well, I, uh, Martin Rennie probably said, "You're all fucking useless. <laughs> Get out there and actually try for ninety minutes." And Kevin said, "You all look great today in your new uniforms." <laughs> Especially you, Ryan. And he went and scored. I just look forward to all the, you know, top the selfies that they put on Facebook, the players now. That's all I really enjoy seeing. Don't need to go to the games. Speaking of top of selfies, Paul, you were the judge at the weekend. I didn't take any selfies at all. Nope. I definitely saw a picture of you with your top off in the beach. Which was taken by one of the Diablos. Because... They thought I thought I, we told them that we didn't want any more of that. I thought that was anyone wearing the pink shorts. No, I was pretty sure it was anything. I thought that... I'm not sure if that's going to piss the North Koreans off more than the speakers, to be honest, if, if they've got Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I mean, public public enemy number one when the North Koreans come down. That was, I, mean, I was thinking that if you actually showed photographs of Paul Topless, it would actually encourage them to invade. They just use it as propaganda for saying like. Oh, they'd probably all like no food run the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they'd they more food in China. <laughs> they're all <laughs> starving. They put a fucking Paul and Kim Jong Un together, but they leave more food, guys. Look, and more hair. This is what you get with free trade. You get this turning up on your beach. We're back as we are, <laughs> sealed off. <laughs> Close the beaches. It's nothing else. At least the North Koreans don't have cricket. Yeah, and liquid lunches. Right, let's talk about the classic. What happened? You guys went to Jeju. We did, yes. Tell me all about that. It was a fantastic game, wasn't it? Great result. Great performance all round. If you're a Jeju fan. Yeah. Of which there were none. I was really amazed by just how few fans there actually were there. It was pretty depressing, actually. Is that is that a symptom of sticking a massive, lovely stadium in the middle of an island, sleepy little island, where... Not many people live. I think so, yeah. I think it's partly that and partly that they did see Paul's topless shot the day before and decided, I don't really want to go to the stadium if he's going to be there. What was the crowd actually? Because th- I'm trying to think when I was there, I thought it was... 8,000, I think. Yeah, 8,000's not Eight, bad. Surely. That's what they put up on the screen during the Yeah, match. I think that's what they announced it as. 8,379. Um, to be honest, the, but a few of the games I've been at over the weekend, I'm starting to think that they're fiddling the attendance figures again. Because oh, I saw fourteen and a half thousand were supposedly at Pohang. I would have, I would have guessed nine. The one thing I've also said about that eight thousand three hundred seventy-nine is they were probably counting the Diablos cans of beer that was all <laughs> in one big long line. Do you think the they, kept, they, th- they kept counting you guys in and out when you went to the GS <laughs> to get beer? Um, yeah, I don't think there was eight thousand plus there. But anyway, maybe um, two thousand of them were customers buying like pans from the shop behind the way end, buying dressed up in the yeah. handbag. <laughs> maybe that that could have been the uh, maybe in the theme, the water world. Is it underneath? Yeah. I mean, it was a. I mean, it was a great day. It was a good day out. Started pretty early in the Hyatt on the beach resort. Uh, some good food, some good crack. Um, that's just one of the diablos I'm talking about. <laughs> um, I don't want to know about Paul's crack. <laughs> that's what I mean. You can I've, see it in all the I've seen his tits and that's enough. <laughs> that's what I mean. they, they, they went quite hanging up high enough. So he had a bit of a boulders bum going on. Uh, then it all 
kind of we went to the beach, played some cricket, went in the water, drank a few beers. A few beers would be too many. Then went went to the stadium. Uh, I think that's when it all got bad, really, was at the stadium. Sadly, we saw probably half the Seoul team were on the beach having a few beers <laughs> yes. as well. Yes, I, I, like. yeah. yeah, I mean, so were poor. That even even the penalty was a pretty soft, kind of dodgy penalty. Like, yeah, you and, I wouldn't you and say dodgy, I would say... Soft. Soft, soft I'd agree with, I, I wouldn't said, say dodgy. I, did, well, I said soft first, yeah. And then you qualified it with dodgy. Soft then. But it was also a soft should, should we talk about this outside? Should we talk about this outside? <laughs> we could do it, Paul. We could do it. Are looking at me? <laughs> I didn't say that at any point in time. I said, you're talking about me. I think, I think it was one of those cheap penalties that the striker won just by getting in the right position yeah. and waiting for the contact. But, but, but GS are a bit short of money nowadays, so they can only get the cheap penalties. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, but, yeah. it, it, it should be said that Yun Bit Garan's strike for the first goal was a pretty sweet strike. How did he? Was he actually good? Because the. He played against Kwangju and he was pretty anonymous. And the game before when I saw him at Suwon, he wasn't even there. I don't know if he was injured or... I mean, all I remember him doing was that one thing, to be honest. Let, let, let's, let's be honest. Both teams were poor. Yeah. I mean, Cheju kicked it. Cheju did crossfield passes that went out of play just as much as Seoul did. It just happened that Seoul had two horrendous defensive lapses. I, I'd say that Cheju, the first half, I mean, I don't remember, but Seoul seemed to be camped in their own half. They weren't under a lot yeah. of pressure a lot of the time, but, I mean, the penalty for Seoul was the first clear-cut chance they'd had. Yeah. Whereas at least Cheju, they had one one-on-one that they, they just, yeah. managed to, just, just managed to save. Um, they, they weren't particularly great, but they, they looked... But then they, I thought they tired very badly towards the end of the game. Yeah. Um, and the, the second goal that they got was just a gift. They, they didn't look like scoring after after Seoul equalised. I thought they looked very tired. They put everything into the first half, yeah. and I thought Seoul should go on and win it. Yeah. But they well, Seoul shot themselves in the foot. Really, they shot themselves in the foot for the first goal. Des- despite only bringing up a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it was just it was it was just a catalogue of defensive mistakes. The first the first goal was. Osmar should have cleared the ball, but he was trying to be too clever, gave it away. The cross came in, and... Lee Young-Yi. Yeah, Lee Young-Yi. was right behind him. Chaudhary should have called for it, but I don't know if he did, but Lee, Lee Young-Yi just headed it straight, straight to the feet. But it, wasn't, it was more like a, a, a flick, right? It was a yeah. flick on, which went straight yeah, to him. Paul's doing his uh, mime show. <laughs> 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 I've just got a nervous twitch. <laughs> Is he like he's doing some kind of like 1970s dancing move? And then Yunbit Garam got the got the ball, and it was Chardari just kind of. I don't think he even had in his mind to shoot, but Chardari just kind of turned his whole back and sort of like no. he, he, he don't even dummy side. Several Chardari went like almost missing down one side, so he just kind of thought, oh, I might as well shoot. Chardari's kind of. No, it was like he was in Cheju versus Soul the musical, and he had to put in a few dance steps first. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty bad. Actually, I think I might pay money to watch Jeju vs. Soul the musical. <laughs> <laughs> it's about like West Side Story at the end. Especially up front for Jeju. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's about like West Side Story at the end, do you know what I mean? Um, but it was, I mean, neither team, as, as Paul said, like, neither team is, was particularly good. Uh, they were both kind of like, it was a game that was kind of played, you know, like 7 o'clock in Jeju Heat. I guess. Did, did uh, Shiro come on for uh, No, he didn't. No. He didn't get the chance to give didn't him get your, your one Korean joke. <laughs> we did not. But the uh, guy Karanga who plays up front for him is an absolute lump of Yes, he's useless. terrible. Absolutely terrible. He still assisted their second goal by being 10 metres offside. That's, that's probably about the best thing you could do. 
And uh, no sign of Kang Suil anywhere in the stadium? Um, none at all, Didn't no. see a man with a big moustache just watching the game with a can of gas. In a dress. In a dress. Phone in a taxi. There might be someone like that sitting in the Diablo's end, to be honest, but um, I'm not really sure if there was or not. Um, but that, uh, that, that, We should have thought of that, actually, turning up with big moustaches. We should have, um, actually, yeah. I, I, did, I did mention that in the game, didn't I? I did say that if he hadn't been... Because we all know he's been released, right? He was released in yes. the middle of last Who, week. Me? Kangsville. Okay, because you, because you, you were kind of pointing at me and said released. Right. I was thinking, okay, what are we talking about here? What, what I said during the match is, if Kangsville hadn't have been released during the middle of last mm. week, I would have gone along to the costume shop at Tongmingwen and bought us all some comedy moustaches to, 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 to wear. But, but instead, you decided to just drive drunk around Jeju. <laughs> I didn't drive, but. Yeah. <laughs> I so was yeah. driven drunk, driven drunk around Chiji. But it was a it was a good day out, and I think that's the main thing that we all kind of had a bit of fun. It was good fun, some good beer, some good crack, as I said. Right. If, if it was a regular mainland away trip where you take the bus for six hours, watch that shot, and then take the bus back for six hours, you'd be annoyed. But yeah. But as long as you get to go on a plane, it's a little bit. Yeah. Of <laughs> the plane, bus, the plane. <laughs> it's a little bit of fun for you. We got to go on a big plane. We got to go in the sky and lose. We got, I mean, so I was thinking next time maybe just like putting that they filling up my bath. I think we should do next time you got your sand, you know you can fly. Do you do you not remember from no? one of our early podcasts where the the Exodus you'd take to Cheju for the weekend uh, was it? And you'd run the bath. Or was that a hangang pic- picnic? Oh yeah, no, that was <laughs> no. She had asked me. Uh, she wanted to go to uh, Bampo Park with some chicken and beer, and so I went in at the bathroom, turned on the tap, <laughs> and put a picnic mat on the floor and said, "There you go. There's a river in the background. There's a chicken and the beer." But she'd also asked you to take you to, asked you to take her to Cheju at one point as well, right? Yeah. Just to be clear, this is your ex-girlfriend that we're talking about. <laughs> or is she on again now? Yeah, I'm unsure. <laughs> this podcast won't go to Kelly Kill anyway, so she won't know. There's not much goes under the K-League kilt. <laughs> <laughs> I said on. <laughs> right, what else happened? I think I was at a couple of the games. I just don't even remember well, what happened. Then. <laughs> I'm not doing the John Book game. I'm not doing Songnam. Right. I, I, I guess if we're chumming up JJ, we must go through the tragic comedy of the second goal. Where, um, oh, we've done that already? No, no we've not. We, we, we did that. Yeah, so Song Jin, Jin Hyung headed a pass through the back, over the top. The um, the striker for Jeju kind of just... Karanka, Karanka who was 10 metres offside. Decided to ignore it, and then the Seoul players decided to ignore it as well. And Seoul, then Seoul central defender Kim Jingyu was standing there with his arm up saying, he's offside, boss, he's offside. Yeah, yeah kind of the And Karanka was standing there going, yeah, you're right, arm. <laughs> Yep. As he kind of just strashes Watch this guy run right yeah. past me and score a goal. <laughs> so Sanjay so really ended up running like giving about a 15 yard start to. to so uh, if you go kit. on the kleague.com website, does he get an assist and a goal? <laughs> because he headed it, it to himself he, to finish. He, he headed it, he waited for about five seconds, he ran but after it. And l- luckily, Yu Sang the sole, sole goal, goalkeeper, has seen the danger and come rushing, rushing out of his goal Got it. 40 metres up the pitch to clear it. Yeah. But then Kim just managed to get there he in time. He was just rushing towards the yeah. sea. He wanted to go for a swim. <laughs> <laughs> Kim Jin Q just Kim managed Mark to looking for, looking at him funnily. Just managed to get there before the goalkeeper who was about to clear it. 
and pass it straight back to Son Jin Hyung, who was left uh, 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 He didn't well, pass. He, kind of he tried. It into, he it tried to boot slowly. it into touch. Yeah. But the the Cheju striker run on, so it cannoned into his sort of shoulder, mm. and then cannon past the goalie. And, and when he, you say he cleared it, it was very weak clearance. It was one of it didn't have much power on it, so it was one of those that if it was going to bounce off him, it was if you belted at him from two yards away, it'd probably go out of play. Yeah. He just kicked it, miscued it very softly. He just tried to kick it to the side, didn't he, yeah. away from? And did you shout anything at him after that, Mark? Because I heard he didn't go home that night and spent spent the night in a Jeju Love Motel instead. <laughs> no, <laughs> that may have been someone else. I keep getting the stories confused. <laughs> well, you say that, that implies it's me, it's not me. Let's be clear, that wasn't me. <laughs> let's, let's talk let's, about another let's game. Let's, let's talk about another game. <laughs> yeah, let's move on to another game. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to Busan, Saturday I went to Busan to see um, the mighty Eye Park. Did you go on, on the beach? No. A few, few beers on the beach? No, I didn't go on the beach. I might have, I just about broke my foot, I think, in the morning, so I didn't get anywhere outside the Starbucks with Wi-Fi on Saturday afternoon. Then went up to the stadium, got in, had my picture taken with the cheerleaders, managed to not get arrested. <laughs> and then watched the game. The game was, the, all the action was over after the first kind of 10 minutes or so. Um, Busan scored a goal while the couple in front of us well, were still well, surely arguing over the Well, surely, after you'd season. met a Wednesday fan of the match, it was never going to get better than that. Well, no, we, we, well, we, we saw it, we, we were trying to work out, we thought at first it was like a Busan Transport fan, and then we thought, no, that, that shirt looks even worse than Busan Transport, can you think of any worse teams? <laughs> when when, when, when then it was like Transport sponsored by Chupa Chups. <laughs> <laughs> and then apparently it turned out, yeah, there was a Sheffield Wednesday fan there with his girlfriend, and I thought, Sheffield Wednesday fan with a girlfriend? How could Wednesday I be in two places happened? at once? <laughs> And uh, yeah, he claimed to be an FC Seoul fan who lives in Seoul. You claim to not know him, Paul. So maybe he was just a, an imposter. Maybe he was a United fan. Did he have a red cape and a, a big S on his? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as far as the game was concerned, the only good point of the game was I got to see Byungji play. I don't think I've actually seen him in the flesh before. Mm, yeah, he wasn't very good. He's seven hundred and. Yeah, he a, I game. think he's actually it's his 720th birthday or something. <laughs> that game. Um, yeah, there was there was two and a half thousand people there. The cheerleader, the cheerleaders for some reason didn't work at Busan. The Ulsan they worked. They, did, they didn't dance. They didn't no, they, they did. They tried, but they, I think the biggest problem was they didn't know the words. So because they had a fan section behind the goals, and then the cheerleaders were along the sideline. And they were trying to follow what the fans were singing and getting people to join in. But to me, it seemed like they didn't know the songs, they didn't know the words. So the only one they actually got anybody doing anything was like, cha-cha-cha, boo-san, because they knew that. But whenever it got a little bit, like, you know, four syllables at the other yeah. end, they were kind of like, and they were just mouthing. And nothing was happening. That's so a dangerous precedent to have the cheerleaders reacting to what the fans are singing. Like, well, they, the UK, yeah. like, if they've... Yeah, 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 yeah. Referees are wanker. <laughs> <laughs> cheerleaders are in their But it, yeah, it didn't work because the cheerleaders weren't really leading. They were just kind of trying to get people to join in, and people were not really joining in. Um, but as far as the game is concerned, uh, Busan scored early on. I missed the goal because the, the couple in front of us were arguing about who should be sitting where and where they wanted to where they wanted to plant their bombs for five minutes before they went and sat somewhere else. So um, you were in the, temp the temp and then stand? 
yeah, and the, well, it's all temporary stands now. If you're not if you're not an away fan, and then uh, like five minutes later, it was a penalty to Chunam. So Ristich went down like a Pens sack of water in these places and got a penalty, and then that was more or less it. Busan hit the post a couple of times during the game, but that was a well, there wasn't a hell of a lot of action. Bjornji looked like a forty-three-year-old goalkeeper. Um, I think he's. Uh, does he still have his mullet now? He does still have a bit of a mullet. It's not quite the same. He's not quite got the full, you know, head of hair. He's, yeah, he's. he's <laughs> He's getting into his retirement days now. The line's losing its mane a little bit, but it was good to see him. Good to see him in action. But um, I think I think his playing days must be coming to an end pretty soon. I think he's there more on uh, reputation than he yeah. is on ability. The one, one weird thing I did notice: Ebum Young wasn't playing for Busan. He was on the bench. Which, considering Uli Stilica seems to think he's the third best keeper or fourth best keeper in Korea. In fairness, haven't watched Busan seems to think he's the fourth best keeper in Busan. Having having watched SSO at the weekend, I'm not sure who would be the third best goalkeeper. Kim Young Day. Kim Young Day. Oh, he wasn't playing, I guess. Yeah. He'd never rush out of his goal like that. Oh, he would be too busy standing oh. the goal line texting or Fair something. Well, yeah. I think we've agreed. Forty-three year old keeper could have been the way forward for Seoul because they wouldn't have conceded that goal. He yeah, have yeah, you're right with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But he might have. Just, a the goalkeeper way. would have been standing on the line at the time as it went <laughs> past him. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he just had a bad day. Um, but apparently the third best keeper in Korea now is some guy from Yonsei University. So. Yeah, that's what I heard, yeah. So, oh well. We'll come on to Uli's team shortly. If we ever get there. This must be a three-hour podcast. But we, we went through Uli's team last week. Do we, do we need to do it again? Well, okay. the game's coming up. We should say something. It's on Thursday at 8pm. There you go. Watch it on TV. Oh, I'm out on Thursday. It's in Hwasong, so it's difficult to get to, difficult to get home from. Don't so, I also saw... No. <laughs> <laughs> For the fourth week running, we've had this conversation. Mark. Uh, I also saw Pohang. You also saw Songnam. Give us the uh, two-minute review of Songnam without saying the fucking referee was a cheating fucking fuck. <laughs> John Book. Two words. John Book cunts. <laughs> okay. Try that again, so we don't swear. Uh, two words. John Book cheats. Um, that was it. Yeah. There was never. The, I mean, Songnam weren't particularly. So John Book started. I saw that video of Hangi Joe diving for a penalty, which was clearly correctly not awarded by the ref. Yeah, John Book. John Book started probably the better team in the first like five minutes or so, which is to be expected. They are league leaders. Then Songnam pummeled them for twenty minutes. Uh, should have scored one or two, which was the exact same as what happened last time we played them at uh, Tanchon, but we beat them two one last time, and then. Wangy Joe had a, it was a dive, I mean he's he's famous for it, uh, he kind of clipped his own heels and the guy's foot at the same time went over and dived and quite right they didn't get the penalty. Then Namjoon Jay was elbowed clean in the face by some cheating John Book cheat. Uh, the referee standing right in front of it, decided not to award it, of course he wouldn't. Uh, and about two minutes later... Can you look him up Paul, what his number is, cheating John Book cheat? <laughs> Uh, it's all of them, I think. And uh, a couple of minutes later, uh, John Book made one of their first forays into the box in like 20 minutes. And uh, Edon Gook fell over his own, I would say, shoelace. Probably would say something else, but. Moustache. <laughs> Moustache, yeah. Uh, he fell over, away, facing away from goal. Roughly the exact same type of uh, dive that Wangy Joe had committed just prior to the game. 
uh, prior to that incident. And of course, the referee wearing his John Book top underneath his black. Uh, he's on top. John Book underpants. Gave the penalty. Uh, at that point in time, we, we all started chanting the, that we all love that she bow, blah 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 blah. The referees are shimpan. Yeah. Chong Chong Chariot shimpan. Yeah. Not she Whatever. And um, obviously, Idongook, uh, being used to diving, getting penalties all through his career, converted it pretty sweetly. Uh, although Pat John Hook, Pat John Hook, sorry. Uh, back in the team after his heroics at Suwon, got a full hand to it, and it did look like he was going to save it, but it just sneaked in at, at the top, the top corner. I looked like he was going to touch it over the bar. It was a pretty full. It was a good penalty save. Just unfortunately, it went in. Uh, after that, Songnam looked kind of destroyed for the rest of the first half. Second half, they came out, threw everything at John Book. Um, the cheat that is Edong Gook went clean through after Leonardo put him clean through. It was he couldn't he couldn't possibly have missed it. Uh, but unfortunately he's actually shit. Which uh, I think he had one nil on at the bookies and <laughs> probably it's probably a, I mean he is terrible and he blasted it as high probably as far wide as uh, as his as his hair. Was your good friend Egon Ho playing? Uh, no he's he's injured, I think. Or maybe he's he was playing already. Maybe he was playing I don't know, I wasn't even looking for him. Um I know his good friend of the Podcast Lex posted some pictures with uh, Steelica was at the game, and and, uh, and, 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 and Egan He was posted a picture no. with him as well. Was, that, was mean, that there? I thought so. Yeah, it was. I thought he was. I was at Incheon. That was at Incheon on Saturday. Was it? Yeah. I mean, uh, I've no idea if he was playing. I think he certainly uh, posted a picture with Egan Ho as well. So I guess that was at the John Boot game. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't looking for him. Um, it may have been. Yeah. Weekend's yeah, gone a bit yeah, sketchy. Yeah, he though. started, yeah. I wasn't looking for him. Uh, you to be honest, I thought he was your best mate. Yeah. Um, to be honest, like, there was a... I mean, you just couldn't remember his name? Is that what it was? <laughs> I mean, Songram... You're looking for G-Dong Won. <laughs> John Book hit the post as well, so I guess on the number of chances that they had, I guess John Book probably deserved to win. 12,000 at the game. 12,000 at the game. That's 12,000 cheap Galby dinners given out in Songram at the weekend. No, you know why that is? Because... 10,000 people listened to our podcast last week about being able to get a, a, match, a, match, day, a match day ticket discount at the, uh, the, the Dirty Nori Bank. Dirty Nori Bank, yeah. <laughs> That's it, you've resorted to giving away free deals um, at the coupons for the... Uh, but, I mean, Solnam should probably have it. They, they deserve something from the game. Uh, and the summer note was just the fact that it was blatant cheating by both the referee and Edon Gook. And to be honest... And then I think what what really well, let's cut to the chase. After the game, did you go back to the strange Noribang again? Yeah, uh, no, I went to Sadang and had some Galbi and some soju, and uh, that was it. Like one of the things I will say uh, that I kind of realise, like I, I've heard a lot of people saying about how um, John Book fans are really annoying and are one of the most hated fans in in, in Korea. But I think I understand why because they they just sing your song right back at you after they score a goal. What, Elton John? <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh. Candle in the wind as well, yeah. So, like, they, as soon as, like, as soon as uh, John Book scored, they, they did their FC Soul mimicking dance. And then they just sang, like, a Songnam song back at them, like, really loudly. It's just kind of annoying. Like, they're just, like, an annoying bunch of people that wear green, uh, dance up and down, and, yeah. Like, Seems familiar. I yeah, I remember a bunch of them in Scotland as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, there was a bunch of them in Scotland. I think they were hips. 
Hibs fans. Um, Is that what you called them? But I mean, Sonam are still are still sitting third. Obviously, so the game in hand. It was a big opportunity for I think for all the teams really to pull something back on John Book, and as you're going to talk about in a minute with Paul Hang Su one, uh, I think yet yeah, again we can confirm that the league is over, yeah. Yeah. And so you think yeah. you've you've seen John Book a few times now? Do you think they'll be worthy winners this year, no. or there's? I think they're poor. I mean, I've seen John Book several times this season, and the only game I think they played well in, the only game I thought they looked like the like, like real league winners was when they dismantled Seoul at uh, the World Cup Stadium. Yeah, and Patrick Young. Young's game, yeah? yeah, when for about thirty minutes they just looked unplayable. Yeah, but I mean, I guess they're they're worthy winners in that they'll win more games and get more points than everybody else. But they don't really look convincing. But nobody else does I mean, either. They're a kind of a team who they never dominate. They don't usually dominate. They just put together two or three moves a game. Mm. Or they just have a little spell. When and they, they go to the nine. Yeah. They go to the ninety-fifth minute, don't they? Yeah. yeah. We've been talking a lot about their late goals, sort of eighty-five minutes we, through to. I mean, I think you, you can say they're not worthy winners, but you'd struggle to pick a more worthy winner out of the other 11 sides. Because I think the problem is, John, you, the couldn't, problem is well, you couldn't say Suwon, because Suwon... Inconsistency. Not even Suwon, inconsistency. Suwon. I watched the game at Pohang. Suwon didn't show up. Suwon didn't look like a team who wanted to win that match to compete for the title. Mm. They, from the kick-off, they looked like a team that were happy to take a draw to secure their ACL place. I think that's the thing, yeah. If Pohang had a proper forward and not whoever the hell they've got, La, Lajar, Lazar, some Eastern European guy they've got, an absolute donkey. Missed three sitters easily. Pohang missed three sitters. They'd one cleared off the line. There was two or three chances that the, their striker had. Um, I think it's Lajar La is his like the Hangul, but I think it's Lazar something. He's like a Serbian, Eastern European guy. Um, he was dreadful. Open goal, missed. Mm. Dribbling uh, past the last defender, one-on-one one with the keeper, falls down. You know, absolutely dreadful. If Pohang had a, had a striker, if Pohang had Adriano, they'd have won that game 3-0. If they had Moritz. If they had Moritz, they'd probably have had a red card and drawn 0-0. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's interesting that, I mean... We've talked as well about how like, things are really tight, you know what I mean, like in the rest of the table. I, mean, I think like, nine points clear, John Bucar now. Uh, they're probably not going to drop nine points now. Like, they've dropped a couple of games, but, but other teams around them keep keep losing as well. Yeah. If they hadn't but, had their storming start, it would be quite an even open. Yeah, I think table, so, yeah. But they just. But you have to look at it and see that from even even now, including the Sioux one, I reckon, from second place down to uh, seventh place, there's only ten points between them. Suwon have not guaranteed their ACL spot. Yeah, but um, I, th- I think that was the that was why they played and they yeah, thought what, I, I nil agree. nil at Pohang is a good result, we'll oh, keep it. I agree with you. And I, I, mean, I mean there hasn't been a single team in the chasing pack that have actually looked to me like they want to win the league. And uh, I mean Ilian played up front for Suwon. I think that's maybe his first start. He looked decent. But he was up there by himself. Yeah. And he couldn't do a lot. He had no support. There was nothing going on. And Pohang looked the better side. But they, I mean, at the end, there wasn't any sense of urgency at the end. It was just like, let's play out of time, nil nil. We're both happy with that. I mean, I guess Sue and I are looking at it saying, well, they'll probably have two more games against FC Seoul. So that's well, like six well, points. Seoul's next three games are I mean. Pohang at home, Chumbuk away, Sue on away. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Chumbuk away, Pohang at home, Sue on away. 
So they could still be a struggle to get into the top six. Well, if they play like yeah. they did against Jeju, they're going to get no points from those three games. I mean, the, the problem is, like, the, what you have to look at and say is probably, no, there won't be a struggle to get in the top six because John Am are horrendous. Like, their form is really poor. Yeah. Like, they, they're really inconsistent and they'll lose as many games as any other team in the top six will lose. Yeah. So you probably find that the top six will actually end up being John Book, obviously, Suwon, Song Nam, Seoul, Pohang, Incheon. That will probably be the top yeah. six. But the, I mean, the teams in the top six seem to be there because they've been slightly less bad than everybody else. Yeah, I think now the big, I guess now that the, the big thing is going to be who's going to get the third, you know, the, the second and third, and, and, and take the ACL spots. Um, See, with, with Seoul having to play three of the top, well, they got they're actually going to play four of the top six in their last. I think it's five four of the games, top three right? there. Before the split. Yeah. Because you still have to come to Songnam, don't you? Well, you still got to play Songnam before before the split. No, you played Songnam. Before the split, that's what I said. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, okay. so, so Seoul have got, at the moment, they've got six games left, right? They've got Chonbuk, Pohang, Suwon, Songnam, mm -hmm. Kwangju, Chonnam. So basically, you're talking about they've so always got the top five. Or so six yeah, so basically, Seoul, Seoul will have a huge say in deciding who gets in the top six and yeah. where everyone finishes come the split. If they were to go and win those six, Seoul would probably be second. Second come split. If they lose their next three games against their immediate rivals and get the draw we expect them to get with yeah. Songnam, then they'll Seoul haven't won six games. <laughs> But on the trot, they'll sneak into the top since, six. Since they were Anyang, I mean, it's 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 interesting. But as I said, I don't see I don't see the top six being dislodged now. I think Jeju are too far behind. I don't see Jeju pulling well, back six. The, the only thing is that Incheon have been on a very good run recently. Yeah, and at some point that's got to come to an end. So how, yeah, we haven't talked about Incheon's match. How did they get on at the weekend? They two one. Because yeah, you're right. Because when I looked at the results for this weekend, the, the only teams that the only teams that had a decent weekend was Chumbuk and Incheon. Everyone else was like, yeah, wasted opportunities. No, we did you? Obviously, <laughs> missed opportunities, eh? Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean, like so, probably would have expected to go to Jeju and get something. Sonam probably expected to get something at home to Chumbuk. Suwon, did, I, I guess, got something, but. Should probably be, have been looking at beating Pohang. I mean, the interesting thing this season will be which fans are actually going to be happy at the end of the season. Because uh, the Chonbuk fans are not that happy with the form and the performances of their team, even though they're top of the league. Yeah. Um, Suwon like, fans. Sound like Man happy. United fans. They're nine points clearer in the yeah, but even then, the I Champions mean, League. You can kind of understand in some ways they haven't been convincing. They're win one, lose one. They lose against teams they shouldn't lose to. I guess they the haven't done that well in the Champions League. The happiest fans in the league are probably the Songnam fans right now, because no one expected us to, to be sitting third. I mean, that's why yeah. there's twelve thousand there. I mean, it's not like usually when you play John Book and there's twelve thousand fans, it's because there's maybe like four thousand. Yeah. There's actually never twelve thousand fans, but usually like John Book make up a big a big portion of that. But it was there was a, about a good reckon ten thousand, maybe eleven thousand Songnam fans there. I mean, the yeah. John Book brought a lot. There was about maybe a thousand Songnam. So many, so many teams will be disappointed because. Chonbuk may be neutral. If they win the title, that's kind of what they're expected to do. Suwon fans will be disappointed. You must be. That they're so far off being competitive. Um, Seoul fans must be disappointed about the horrible start to the season, regardless of what the form in the second half turns out to be. And again, ACL was 
pretty terrible. Paul Hang shouldn't be sitting down in fifth. Nope, never. Um, Most Paul disappointed Sanchez must be Yep. J.J. fans will be disappointed that they're they're struggling down bottom six. Yeah, the two of them um, will be. So the the only sort of fairly satisfied fans will be Song Nam and Incheon, right? Yeah. And even yeah. Incheon will be disappointed with the start they had when they were chucking points away left, yeah. right, and centre. And presumably the Dijon fans are not very happy. <laughs> oh yeah, you'd, you'd imagine. Yeah. <laughs> are Guangzhou fans happy? They're doing all right. Well, I mean, they're doing okay. I mean, they, I think. I mean, Guangzhou are safe. I can't really imagine. I mean, they're, they're like nine points clear of Osan, so they're, they're, Busan, they're obviously safe. So they're going to be there next year. Wow, that'll be good for everyone. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, they, they've, they, they've got to be happy. I mean, they come up this season, they've done reasonably well with a good start. They had a good start, they would have been happy then, but they'll be getting more and more disappointed as the season gets on. And right? you know what, they probably shouldn't count their check-ins either. When you look at their form, two draws and three defeats and five. If Busan could do... Those weird things that Korean tight sides sometimes do in the last yeah, six, I mean, you know, yeah. the, the relegated team will win four out or five out of the last six matches. Yeah. Um, if Busan could somehow pull that out of the bag, uh, and to me, Busan looked a much better side on Saturday than Kwangju did when I saw them the weekend before. Kwangju just looked completely bereft of any quality. Busan, Busan actually looked okay, but just low in confidence. Um, Kwangju are not. Quite you're not safe yet. But plus, but coming back to what you said about which fans are going to be happy or which fans are going to be disappointed, I think there's a very big split within Korean fans in that sort of hardcore football fans are going to be disappointed whatever their team does. But the, the majority of people that go as a casual fan, they, they, they don't know anything about football. And e- even at the weekend, right, a lot, a, a lot of FC Seoul fans on the, on the uh, message boards were saying, oh, you did well. It was a shame to lose, but I'm I'm happy with the way you fought. And I was thinking, what the hell are you talking? They're absolute rubbish. It drives me mad. That stuff it drives me absolutely mad. And they, they came over at the end for their for their bow, and then people were like singing songs and saying, "You did well holding up their scarf." Like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. They were shit today. There's no way you should be cheering that. I do think that's something quite as a as someone who's only arrived in Korea this year and seeing this is something quite endearing about Korean football culture that. Them. I mean, in England, I, th- I think it's quite endearing when you're neutral. I think when you're actually, yeah. when you're there and you're passionate and you're losing matches and you're getting wound up and angry, to see that they, just when, actually just makes I, it worse. I think there's a kind of a conceit that British fans have that they, I think there's a there's a kind of theory that everyone thinks. Oh, if you pick a guy out of the stand, he put a shirt on him, he'd show loads of passion, and he'd be just as good as other people out there. And like, oh, I can't believe you're paid X amount of money to do this. And there's this, there's, a, there's kind of an attitude that people have in Britain as if, like, oh, all footballers are shit and there, but for the grace of God, go I. Whereas in Korea, they that kind of, like, even when your team loses 3-0, like, whatever, they still, they are trying their best. It's their job. It's just some days it doesn't but, click. They're kind of recognising that, that they try, that they... <coughs> well, the one that gets me is when, you know, is when you're trailing one note the league leaders and the ball comes in and Wang Yi-Jo, like try some spectacular overhead kick when he balls it one yard off the ground. I mean, flaps it over the bar, his hair flies all over the place, he gets back up and he hears, Wangy Joe, Wangy Joe. No, like, you want to see Wangy Joe, you're a cunt. That, that's the line that should be coming next. Wangy Joe's your shit. Surely but instead, you've got to let them know when... Them. You've got to let them know when they're not meeting your expectations, right? I would agree that I'm, I find one of the strangest things was when they're halfway through a song and the opposition score and they and just they carry on going. with the song yeah. Yeah. and without like pausing 
shouting a load of abuse and then 10 seconds later in the UK there's a big roar I've got to say, in like, fairness the, the one, one weird thing at Busan at the weekend they were halfway through a song and they scored and they just kept going so we didn't even notice that they scored yeah. for a good minute and we're like oh it's one now. I just think it's like <laughs> they used to always get me at, at, at FCSO when you had a player like Escudero who would miss chance after chance after chance and then suddenly like every time he would do it the Suho Shen was just, was just saying, Escudero. Escudero. I was like, why are you cheering? Like, why are you praising this guy? This guy uh, has just missed. Like, you should be berating him. He's just yeah. missed three open goals in 20 seconds. Oh, in 20 seconds, like, in the really like, final, yeah. Kenjana. Kenjana. Yeah. What, what would help him more? Like, does he, does he need, is it the stick and carrot approach? Does he need the carrot? Does he want you to feel everyone's behind him? Or does he need, but then he like, the next 10,000 people telling him he's terrible? But then he misses the next one. So obviously, 10,000 people singing well done, well done is not actually encouraging me to, You see, some care. players walk out, I don't know, like, Forlan was at Man U, like, a really good player. But the crowd, like, just knew he wasn't going to score goals. And it, it's just sometimes players can have, the, they, they feel like they're in the wrong club. They don't have the back I think the there's got to be a happy medium somewhere, though. Between, I mean, if a, if a guy's low on confidence, missing chances, then 5,000 people calling him a complete fanny is probably not going to help him. But equally, when, your team's, chatting his when your team's doing really badly and you haven't won for X number of weeks and you can kind of see the team's not giving 100% and it's not working out, when they just get that everything's great, Queen China, we love you anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't it surely doesn't encourage them yeah. to go back and fix the problems and try harder yeah. next week. It's like we don't care. Whatever happens here, we'll these guys it. will love us. So they'll still be they'll still be standing outside waiting for us to get on the bus. They still want our autographs, they still want a picture taken with me. Doesn't matter if I score a goal or yeah, not. I think that's right. I think that's that's too much of the attitude here is just doesn't really matter. Do, do We're just here for a bit of fun. Do Korean fans vote with their feet when when they say if the players teams perform terribly for two or three months, do they stop turning up or do they still turn up in the same numbers? They don't come. I mean, I think it's that's the hard so come whatever. The hardcore, yeah, hard but come. it seems to be the hardcore more than anything that, that sometimes are doing the the Quenchana thing. And well, yeah, because the the non-hardcore just sit there watching without ever often. making any sounds at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe the odd chat like clapping or. We used to have a player at uh, Celtic, his name was David Hanna, and we used to always say that it was really unfortunate that David Hanna felt that every time he walked on the Celtic pitch and anybody had the ball that he was on like Mars or something, because everyone went <laughs> and just sucked all the air out of the, <laughs> out of the stadium, because he was so bad. But, so I mean, I don't think, that he was he was berated from day one, because uh, we didn't really like him, but I think that there's a there is a happy medium, but I think in, in Korean football there's none. Yeah. I mean, hearing like, the Songnam fans still sing Wang Yi Jo, where they'd missed like, sitter number five on, on, on Sunday, was unacceptable. It was, I mean, to me, that was unacceptable. Yeah, you're losing to the league leaders like, to a, to a, a, in a game that you shouldn't be losing. And he was playing as if, like, oh, I'm just going to kick it off. Oh. So, I mean, it was like he didn't really. Look as if he was that bothered about the fact that they were losing one now. Yeah, and that's that. But I, I find the same with the fans as well, though. Yeah. It's like the fans don't really seem to care if they win or lose. Yeah, as I mean, long people, as they get to go to the game and shout and cheer. I mean, people were saying, saying, and then meet yeah. the players after the game. It's like, do they actually really care when or lose? There's a few, but there's not that many. I don't think. Well, I mean, people actually said, "Oh, one up with John Book. That's not bad." So, what do you mean one up with John Book? Like, we humped him. 
I mean, like we beat them 2-1 here last time. Like, John Book are not a good team. How can you possibly be saying, oh, one up with John Book's not a bad result? It's a terrible result. Yeah, right? and it drove me mad when we went down to Sandju against Elan. And it was, again, it's the same. We just didn't play at all. We went there to try and grab a point. We're abysmal for 90 minutes. And then at the end, it was, fantastic, we love you, yay! Is there a disparity between like, the national team play and the domestic games? Like, the difference between 2002 and the recent World Cups, where they've had a pretty disappointing exit. Has that felt, has there been a big difference between winning and losing there? Or I'm trying to see if there's a parallel. I, I mean, there was, there, was a, there was a reaction at the World Cup when they came back, because you had all the guys going to the airport and throwing, throwing toffees at them and things. But again, that's probably a small band of... That's the internet. I don't know. The internet hard men. I can tell you my, my overriding memory of the last World Cup, the, the one in Brazil, will be Korea playing Algeria in their yep. third match, was it? Second match. Second match. Kwangamun Square. So, yeah, Kwangamun. Yeah. It was like ridiculous four o'clock in the morning kickoff, something yep. like that. People stayed up all night. They were 3-0 down within about 15 minutes. And, yeah. and the, the square just emptied. Everyone just went home. I think it was. I think it was two 0 Was it two 0 How did that happen anywhere? But but I mean the thing is they everyone was out. Everyone was partying. Yeah. They, they no one really booed. Everyone was out partying. They, they, they were selling Jager bombs like on the street at like three o'clock in the morning. And I was there from like three o'clock. They got a place to stand. They had a few beers. Bang one 0 Bang two 0 Game over. So it's more the it's more the public display of anger. That's the thing that maybe is that a cultural thing that people well, don't like to be. But, 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 but I think as well. I think. I mean, when it comes to the national team, the people who go to the games. If that if that had been Korea at home to Algeria and lost three 0 you would have been exactly the same. You would have had the Korean fans going, "Queen Chana, Queen Chana, it's okay. We love you anyway. Someone come here. I want my picture with you." And probably the guys watching it at home on the telly are much more likely to, to react negatively but, and complain. But, but even the guys that went out to the airport and, and threw toffees at the players, they got a lot of flack for that, didn't they? Yeah. It seems from what you're saying about that the fans will vote with their feet if they're playing badly, the, the attendance will go down. People are disappointed, but they maybe don't like... Maybe the, the anger but that we're used to in European football... Where I don't think I've ever seen people walking out of a K-League game. It's not like... You, you, I mean, in all honesty, as far as I can tell, the, the performance of a team doesn't really affect the crowd in any significant way. It's like that, that game at, the, the game that Seoul lost earlier in the season, 5-1 away at Suwon, right? Mm. It's not like when the fourth goal went in with ten minutes ago, everyone just got up and left, did they? It's only Mark that left. Was that? The Suwon? Suwon. Oh, yeah. Everyone else stayed till the bitter end. Well, most people stayed till the bitter end, whereas clearly in the EPL, you can see that if after 70 minutes the team goes 4-0 down a lot of people are leaving and yeah I think I mean yeah it, it seems to me like people do leave in the EPL it's like it, it's something that but not something I've ever done but yeah but people like fans yeah. do leave when the player teams uh, play terribly yeah, it's just a different mindset and it's, it's hard for me to get my head around it yeah, I think I there's, a, there's a sense of I'm, I'm not just British football maybe but European football there's a kind of sense of anger and I don't know if this is because Korea is still very young it's only 20 years or so but the, the, that same kind of passion I guess but I think passion shows itself in different ways but definitely anger but that you're getting the, the there's very football. there's very little negative stuff at all in green football even against the opposition you mm. very rarely get anything I mean even even shouting something bad at the opposition players yeah. the only is other, not that generally accepted when I, when I was thinking of other countries where I've watched games the only thing I can remind reminds me of is in the US 
that when we used to go to New York, that you'd have certain American fans would, would shout at all the European fans who were there, who were giving the players abuse, mm. saying, oh, I don't like any of this negative shit, don't do this, don't do that. And it, it's kind of, it's that kind of attitude that some, <laughs> some fans have, that like, they just don't, they just don't like that. It seems to me they think, oh, this isn't this isn't how you support a team. We're supposed to be ultra positive, ultra. I see Mark's got his Africa Africa TV out, so it's probably time to start wrapping this. It must be that section up. But just before what's we what's her name this week, Mark? Uh, Diva Jessica. <laughs> just just before we do wrap up this this discussion, I mean, can, can we ask her what she thinks of the? Uh... <laughs> we can. She thinks. Uh, what was that? Oh, she said it's not crystal clear again. As someone that sort of goes on the Korean language message boards from mm. time to time, a lot of the things that come across is just because we do, just because they do that overseas in Europe, EPL, whatever, doesn't mean we should do it here. And we should always support our players no matter what. So, for example, like you remember when we, were, when we were coming out the ground at Jeju, did you see the guys sticking up their their group sticker on the stadium wall? Yeah. So that's called a, so Thanatos, right? You know Thanatos. Yeah, yeah, I know them. Yeah. They have their a sticker of their group emblem, okay. which whenever they go to an away ground, they stick it on the wall. As, oh, really? As most groups do. If you go to any away end, you can see the the Suwon stickers, the whatever, the Taejeon stickers, the Injun stickers. So Thanatos has been doing that as well. And some of the Seoul fans have sort of seen that and said, "Why the hell are we doing that? That's disrespectful to Cheju as as our host." Would you go to someone's house and stick a sticker on their wall? Blah blah blah. It's just a completely different mindset among the majority yeah. of non-hardcore fans. And I guess what I'm arguing um, is never, never the twain shall meet. Yeah. But I guess my argument is: is is this a bad thing? I mean, would we want it to be a kind of a homogenous thing? And it I you want it to be in the middle. Yeah, and I, that's what I think I find most as well. Because I think if there was, like, for example, when you go to baseball games. Like the atmosphere is incredible. It's electric. It's blah blah blah. It's like yeah. okay. Like they had the whole idea of like, like when you're batting, that like, you sing and when they're yeah. batting, you sing, and it's still very very kind of, you know, like polite. But the atmosphere is it, it, it is insane. And I think the problem is that football, the atmosphere is a lot of it is based on hatred. It's it, it's unfortunate, mm. but that's the way it is. And that's why. You know, like, so Suwon games are, are probably, like, the biggest games. The weird thing is, every Korean fan goes over to Old Trafford or, you know, White Hart Lane or wherever, and they'll come back and they'll go, the atmosphere at English Premier League games is so fantastic. Because they don't know what's been sang. They just... They, they they don't know, know they it's a fantastic atmosphere. And the then they'll say, why don't we have that in Korea? Because it's because there's because no anti-songs. Because, because there's no hatred. Well, yeah, yeah. but I know, but it's, it's like th that's what they want. They want to they want to replicate that and they want to copy it. But if somebody actually tries to do it, mm. they jump on it straight away. Yeah. yeah, and they just say no, no, no. We don't do that. We're we're polite. We're respectful for everybody. We don't want any of this. We just all want to be positive, positive, positive. So and then they go, why is there no atmosphere in the stadium? I mean, I think it's great that you know the away fans can sit, <clears throat> you know, like, in the home end, and they can sit next to each other. So like friends can. Go to the game. So, they, for example, I mean, I don't know Lex, but I could have met Lex, you know, that before the game on, on on Sunday, and me, him, and Darren could have went and sat and had a few beers at the same place. I think I think that's a great. Idea. I think it's great. It really is. But I think it's also that happens because the atmosphere, because of that, or that is part of the problem as well, because that does result in this 
really poor atmosphere that only happens behind the goal, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which doesn't travel. And it's like, and I think that's the thing, I mean, I know that, that Paul, that you've had this argument or discussion with other people before, but it's like, when you're in the soul end, like, behind the goal, and there's that whole song, you know, like, come ahead, come ahead, like, at the beginning of the mm-hmm. second half, is yeah. it? Like, you think, and it sounds like it's really intimidating. It sounds like that travels the whole way. It doesn't get beyond the halfway line. The other end, don't hear it. You see you're doing that, but you have no idea what's happening because there's not enough people in the stadium doing it because the people in the the east stand where the cheerleaders are, they're there to just like tap their little sticks, eat their, eat their fried chicken, drink their beer. They don't want to sing that song, that nasty song saying, come ahead and have a go. But if they did, then that song would go the whole way down either way end and that would create a fantastic atmosphere at Sangam, which you don't get. I, I think that's another that's another problem with Korea when you talk about the atmosphere, it's that you've got 10 or 12 big 50,000, 60,000 seated stadiums built for the World Cup and what you really need is a load of little Carrow Roads and Fulhams, like yeah. little kind of 20,000 really cosy compact grounds where you're right on top of the pitch kind yeah. of almost yeah. terracing where, but you've got like Jeju they're never going to fill that was at 45,000 seat stadium or something and there's no there's, there's a couple of cities on the island but they're very they're not big cities there's not a football culture there yeah. but I think we, we've covered sort of this point here and there and we always come to the conclusion in terms of fan culture and uh, we'd love to have banter but perhaps certainly in parts of Eastern Europe they take it way too far we don't, yeah, I mean, we don't want to be like sacrificing goats in the centre circle like they do uh, in Turkey. I, I think nobody should be going to a, a football game like scared for their safety. But at the same time, you want to create an atmosphere. There should be rivalry. There should be competition. There should be. Yeah. I think there's there, you know there should be back and forward between the two sets of fans between the, the two yeah. teams. Um, but you, you get nothing. You get you get a bunch of guys who appoint themselves kind of self-important. But it yeah, rules I mean, over what is acceptable and what's not acceptable. Yeah. They decide, okay, this is our little group. We're going to do this, and the other, and they all try and outdo each other and how yeah. nice and how positive they can be. And there's, there's even no even Seoul Su one, which is probably the the two biggest sort of the, the most even home and away fans you get, right? But they're still doing the same stuff they do every week, regardless. It doesn't it doesn't matter to them that yeah. it's Seoul versus Su one. It's still when Seoul go to Su one, we're still doing the same songs we do at home. Mm. nothing. There's no kind of special Sue One song or anything like no, that. There is that one Sue One song. There is the one song that you sing. What which one's that? But I guess you sing that song at every game I guess. There are some anti Sue One songs. I guess this is something we probably can't But ha- nothing major. I guess it's something we can't answer, but I don't know how long it takes to develop that kind of support where you start having chance based on the other team and that kind of thing because I don't know if say Seoul has been there for 10 years the like, way is that something that that happened from the first year there was football in, in Britain w- or was that something that happened 40 50 years later when people had played each other in this animosity well kind of like after, after football was there in 20 years there were their wooden ra- rattles throwing their hats in the air weren't they <laughs> I don't yeah but I don't I don't know if they chanted if, if, if they chanted particularly about the other team or whether that was that was I mean, an invention Later, or but equally it's weird as well because there is there is in Korea always scuffles and fights and things that happen between fan groups outside the matches and after the match. So there is that kind of undercurrent as well with certain groups, certain teams against each other. But 
it's like you seem to get the two extremes. You get the well, either we're just happy about everything, we're just happy yeah. clappers, we love to be here, but, or we're just here for a fight and we don't really care what happens in the match anyway. But at, at Songnam, right? Tom's introduced mm-hmm. all the Celtic fans, uh, all the Celtic songs, right? Yes. But do they know what they mean and do they... I mean, how does... Obviously, they, they each week they're cheering, they're cheering those Celtic songs, right? But the songs have been translated into Korean and the words used are for Korean. So, the, for example, the so big song, like, you know, like Song Nam, Song Nam, like the Celtic song is like Celtic, Celtic, uh, Glasgow is green and white, Glasgow is green and white. That song is like uh, Tan Chon's, oh, I can't remember what it is now, but like Tan Chon's Bravest Few or something. It's been so, it's like even though they, they're Celtic songs, they're Celtic tunes, but the actual words have been watered down and translated into Korean. There's nothing like anti Inchon or anti Suwon. They don't sing, you know, like there's no, there's no, you know, we don't care what Suwon say, what the hell do we care? They just sing the same tune but with Korean words. So the only way to change it would be to get the Diablos to be the biggest group among soul groups, get them in the num- number one position where we control the megaphone and change everything. And we do that for one year before they say, right, we're not having that shit again and kick us out. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And then what did you say? There'll be no more foreigners that say, I'm go home, we don't want you anymore. <laughs> have, you, have you ever tried to start a chant without the megaphone? Because I, I know, I'm a Wednesday fan, we've, a lot of people complain about the band, and it's like, the, the band don't start all the Wednesday songs, it's a bit half and half. They're sometimes like, oh, I wish the bloody band had just stood, shut up and they'd let the fans sing what they want to sing. Yeah, but sometimes, sometimes the fans start and the band join it, and sometimes the band yeah. start, the, the band are there to take up the slack when the fans aren't. Well, the green games, everything is controlled by that one guy. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it gets I mean, a bit carried could you just go, so you you go somewhere like. else well I don't mean the guy the, the soul guy if you really wanted to you just go somewhere else and you just do your own thing if you wanted but to do again, that but then again again, you would straight away you would get all the guys on the website and all the guys on the fan mm. forums going who are these guys doing something different who the hell do they think they are they have to join in with yeah, us yeah it's like all bloody foreigners trying to bring their foreign football culture into this yeah. group blah 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 uh, presumably the way you could do that would be like Charlie down at BTC you get a group of 20 guys together where there's no They're the only fun. people singing. Yeah, and they, yeah. they sing what they want. Because there's no yeah, I mean, they were the only guys making noise at, at Busan Transport. And uh, again, people were joining in with them singing in English because they were the guys who yeah. were making the noise. So, Marta's next year then? <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> we'll start at the end, we'll work it up, yeah. You could get a lot I'm of religious, religious chants, kind of, yeah, I'm sure you could work in. Still waiting for the day when I can win the lottery and start my own Korean football club with it few hundred cheerleaders and uh, we'll only allow nasty bastards in the crowd as well. <laughs> if you start with that Queen Chan Ha, Queen Chan Ha, you'll be banned for life. If that happens then we'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll join you as whatever, any position. <laughs> the biggest club in Korea with What it. would you call your team? Well, we're, we're always going to make it the Ansan OB Rovers, but I think somebody's taking our stadium off us now, so... Uh, I guess that's a... Maybe, maybe Jessica from... Uh, <laughs> Africa TV can uh, help sponsor us. So maybe they could name after a K-pop band, and you'd get a whole uh... Fritz. <laughs> that would bring us yeah, the Muju Muju We need a team in Muju, don't we? We've still got a stadium down there. Yeah, covered in wisteria. So I guess that was a kind of long-winded discussion there about uh, fan culture and supporting. We've used up all your time to talk about referees, Mark. We'll just save it for next week. Oh, okay, next week then. I'm next sure there'll week. be another decision that will piss you off. Yeah, we'll do it next week. All right. So all, all the things we're going to talk about in the middle, I think we've covered, right? The Kang Su-il yep. being fired. Yep. Sunderman going to Tottenham. 
I've just checked the BBC website. No other Korean players have gone anywhere in the last hour or so. So Paul's detailed description of the, what we should expect from the Laos uh, game on Thursday. Uh, we did that at some point, yeah, I remember. That was No, we didn't. We did? We didn't talk about the Laos game, did we? Yeah, that was we did. last week. No, we, last I did. There was like a 10-second summary somewhere at the beginning. Paul. There, there was. There was. Really Paul's wasn't. been preparing all week about Laos and what Korea should expect. Was that in the preparation stage? Yeah, that wasn't recorded. <laughs> <laughs> so what is what are the games coming up this week then? We've got uh, the national team to look forward to on Thursday. Korea are at home-ish, if you count Hwasong as home, to Laos. What's going to happen there? They're going to win 1-0, aren't they? 1-0. What, with new star striker Hwang Yee-jong? Do you think he's even going to go in the field? Nope. Last 10 minutes. I do think we should uh, probably apologise for slating the other guy, Sok. Sok! Who we said we I never heard of. I don't think we slated of. him, I think we just said we don't know anything about him. But apparently he played a few times for the national team three years ago and then he got dropped for some reason. And uh, not played for the last three years, but he's got... Moustache cream? Huh? Moustache cream? Some other reason? We. I'm sure Sok's got a proud, full moustache. <laughs> Without the need for any. He's playing in the Portuguese Premier League. Yeah. Scored two goals in celebration being called up. Two decent goals as well, weren't they? And uh, Lee Jong Hyuk's out. He got smashed in the face. By a Kyungnam player. By a Kyungnam player. I saw they were, again, they were all friends in the hospital. I saw a picture of them shaking hands and loving each other and... Thank you for smashing me in the face. It saved me from having to play for Korea this but, week. But instead of calling up the Wookiee from his reserve list, well, yeah, he's called up someone else. He called up, called up the guy from J2 again. Yeah. Whose name I want to say is Kim Minu, but it's not. That might be okay. I thought the last thing to cover is that last we heard uh, Kim Bo Gyeong had not gone to Cyprus. He was trialling out with PSV. Uh, he was got, the, was the trial rejected. successful? No, he got no. rejected and he signed for... J2 team? G2 no, team? I don't think it was a J2 well, it, was, it was a lower division Japanese yeah. side. I'd, part of me thinks it wasn't even the J2 side. Yeah, I think it was maybe J3. Yeah. Pretty low division Japanese side anyway. So low enough that we don't need to keep watching him anymore? Yep. We can stop mentioning well, him? Presumably he'll still be getting picked as the national Leo, team. Willie will watch him. Uh, Willie will watch him for us. So all we need to do is rip the piss out of him when he gets selected for the national team from J3 or J4 or... Yep. Yeah, the only other thing I saw was apparently all the guys who moved or club are being let out of having to play for the national team. So I think Son is not going to play against Laos. That's correct, yeah. Kuja Chol is not going to play against Laos. Some other guy moved as well, right? Yeah, from the, guy, to the guy moved to Dortmund, didn't he? Yeah. Who, um, who was that? So he's going to be left out. Ha? And I saw, I saw Stelika was having a moan that Asia shouldn't play national games at the same time as the European transfer deadline because players might move clubs in Europe and it will upset them. And Uli, can you not find any fucking better excuses than that for being shit? Mm. But the, the national dates are decided by FIFA, right? It's not like Asia has any say in it. Well, no, as we was saying, FIFA, he was complaining about FIFA. Get scheduling... World Cup qualifier days close to the time when players might be moving club in Europe. Son must be gutted as well because um, a home game against Laos, that's like a bit like when England plays San Marino, when Rooney's like, this is my chance to get 
get a few easy goals. He was probably thinking this is. I, I, I get. I guess Son did get to travel, so he still got a chance with the other three girls' days. Even if he's, if he's not <laughs> playing, he can still he can still score. Uh, the second game of this this week is in away in Lebanon, right? Yep. Are they actually playing that in Lebanon? Because there's been some political riots as as in I know, Lebanon. Yes, they are in playing last, that in, Lebanon, in the last yeah. week or so. So, not been switched. Not been. I haven't heard anything about it being switched. There, there were riots in Beirut last week. So, okay. Do you have anything more about the political situation in Lebanon to add to the podcast? It, there it's were America's fault. In Beirut last week. It's America's fault. They but obviously, someone will wander in and solve it all. <laughs> they were rising Jeju last week as well. <laughs> I'm sure Son would be just, just give me the home game against Laos and I'll miss Lebanon and that'll be fine. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Get, maybe get himself. I think. He, I think so he was. I think he was going to play in one. I, I guess they were. I guess the, the thinking was we can afford to leave these guys out against Laos, and then Lebanon's probably a bit tougher. So I think. I think Son and Gu were going to play against Lebanon and not probably, play yeah. against Laos. Um, but who knows? Um, is that it? I guess there's challenge games at the weekend. Yep. Anything interesting, Stevie? No. Okay. <laughs> Ansan are at home to Sangju, so it's the Cops versus the Army. That'll be dull. Buchon are at home to Kyongnam. That'll be dull. That'll be dull. Chungju are at home to Seoul Eland. We oh. Bobby homework will score a hat trick. Yep, that'll be dull. Surely three, dull. three points guaranteed against the bottom team. Mm, not in the least. Kangwon are at home to Anyang. That'll be dull. And Daegu are at home to Suwon. That'll be dull. Any any Monday games? No. Oh well. That'll be dull. That'll be dull. <laughs> Mark. Monday will be dull then. And when's the, is the Lebanon game Tuesday? Probably. Yeah, but it'll be dull anyway. Yeah. And Unless there's a, a riot. It'll be late at night as well. Unless so, there's a riot. 11 on midnight. So the only thing really worth watching at the weekend is the Scotland game on Friday. Pretty much, yeah. Scotland are taking on Georgia. No yeah. Martyrs game this weekend. Well, yeah, there will be somewhere. See, they lost 5-0 last week, so the, the good run of form sort of petering out. Yeah, I'll be... Uh, I'll be at Mokpo and then Chungju. Not Chungju, but Chungju. I guess I won't Chungju. be at any games this weekend, probably. Well, maybe I'll go to Puchan. I hope I don't end up at Chungju, because I really don't want to see why that we, game. Why have we switched back to early kickoffs? Because summer's over. Summer's over. August is gone. Summer is officially over. You don't set things by the temperature, you set them by the calendar. Which it's means that's people. probably the, the outro song is probably something to do with summer being over, Paul. Yeah. That, <laughs> but I thought they normally grade it so that no, there's no grading. You go from 7 p.m. kickoffs in the height of summer to 4 or 5 p.m. kickoffs in autumn to 2 p.m. kickoffs at the end of yeah, autumn. Yeah, but no one knows the challenge anyway, so it's only well, 2 o'clock. Daigo and Chungju have decided to do that, but the rest are saying get out there in the heat and yeah. play. So I'm, I may go to have you not noticed that the, the subway will just turn the air conditioning off? Yeah, so maybe it's not graded, it's just turned off. It's like it's, it's autumn now, sweat. Yeah. Let's go to Ansan. Yeah, you can go to Ansan. Police versus the army. Who yeah. would you support? The Air Force. Have Putin got any K pop stars playing? Don't think so, no. Playing? No. Probably just Almir, as normal. <laughs> Actually, Putin left all the Brazilians out of the team in the Again? Monday. They keep, they keep doing that randomly in the game. 
Luki and Almir and Rodrigo were all on the bench. They keep doing that and then, and then not winning games. And then not winning games. Why does it, I think they don't want to go up. So Paul, is that it? Give us a song for the autumn. Stay of